Good evening and welcome to the Eevees and Beyond weekly, well, semi-weekly at the moment, live stream. Uh, sorry, it's been a couple of weeks away. We uh, had a few things going on. We actually ran a conference for car dealers of all things, which did include some uh, spruiking of electric vehicles, electric vehicle technology uh, to that. And uh, last week, I simply had a toddler with a really snotty nose, and she was a bit grumpy to be able to get away for too long but that's okay we are back and we have some really cool stuff for tonight particularly for those of you with an interest in byd so if you've got some friends from the byd owners club jump on messenger tell them to uh to run along because we've got some pretty cool little tidbits later on that we can uh we can show you now, a couple of uh, little uh, things that have been going around the place today. Uh, if after this you jump over to the EVs and Beyond YouTube channel, which I'm sure all of you regular viewers are subscribers to, you'll see a video review for the Mercedes-Benz EQB, uh, which of course uh, launched uh, I think about a month and a half ago now. Um, it is one of the very rare seven-seat uh, options in the EV market. Though as we go into that video, the seven-seat under only some very specific conditions and the car that a lot of people probably want doesn't actually have seven seats so that's a little bit a uh, little bit unusual but still a cool car nonetheless a really cool video uh hosted by our uh um uh, writer uh, Matthew Hansen, a news editor Matthew Hansen, Hansen. So, well, yeah, pop over after you finish watching this and give that a try. Now, the other thing that's been going on in the last 24 hours is we had a news release come out, well, yeah, a, a press release come out from a Wellington based think tank called uh, Dot Loves Data talking about peak. Uh, you know, have, has peak petrol hit in New Zealand? Are we seeing the, the death of the petrol car and are, is it electric vehicles that are taking over? Now, as in all these things is, you know, lies, damn lies and statistics. And they somewhat misrepresented where the market is at the moment. Uh, they kind of implied that, uh, you know, EVs were overtaking the market entirely. And of course, you know, we all hope they are and, and they are going at a really cool rate at the moment. Um, but it's not quite that crystal clear. And what they've done is included hybrids, uh, which... Some people will hate me for saying this, I think are, are a good thing for the market. I'm waiting for the dirty term words in the comments. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I went on News Talk ZB this morning and the AM show to uh, discuss uh, those things. Got really well received. I think there is actually some more positive in the positivity in those big media outlets uh, about uh, EVs these days. Even if I have to go on there every time and deal with the usual questions about whether or not you're going to end up having to uh, um, wait for charging this summer or we don't have the infrastructure or you can't go that far uh, i think these uh these bigger media groups are starting to accept uh that these things are coming and they're jumping on board so don't forget uh to comment uh in the comments uh whether you're on linkedin youtube facebook we can see them all uh, we do our best reply i the only thing i think we can't see is if you're watching on linkedin you might not see our comments back but youtube and facebook you do uh and uh we will do our best to answer them hello trisha there so uh now we have a guest for tonight a uh another richard which could cause some fun uh, as we go through the night. Uh, David says PHEV are coming no matter what. That is true, I guess. Uh, now, we have another Richard in the room. Uh, now, Richard Bosserman is a uh, very well-regarded and long-standing motoring journalist uh, who uh, currently is the president of the New Zealand Motoring Writers Guild, and we'll touch on why he's here a bit later. It's about New Zealand Car of the Year, of course. Uh, so, but uh, to bring him to the room, thanks for joining us, uh, Richard. Hey, thanks, Richard. No, pleasure to be here. From the buzzing metropolis of 
somewhere between Palmerston North and Fielding. Yeah, exactly. Just overlooking Toyotaville. The reopened Toyotaville. <laughs> ah, yes, yes. The brand new, in- refurbished. Yes, for those who don't know, uh, Twitter New Zealand, they had to move out for a while to get a bit of earthquakes uh, strengthening done. Um, I guess a bit like the, the, the wheel holders on the uh, BZ4X. Uh, that need a little bit of strengthening too, but well, we won't talk too much about that this time. But look, uh, thank you for joining us, uh, Richard. Um, I'm not sure if you watched these before, but we'll run through the news first and then uh, and then we'll uh, get to uh, discussing the big topic of the night, which I think is car of the year. Uh, so yeah, right. let's um, go and dig through the uh, the branding thing on this display thing I have and pull out the worst news sting in the market. Right, so the first uh, bit of news, a little bit old now, but as we weren't here last week, and I think it's reasonably exciting for uh, for people, and, and I'm, I'm just going to pop some slides up here, because I'm a bit, uh, bit behind tonight. Where are we? Um. People, people are used to me uh, messing this up all the time, Richard, so you're all good. Oh, right. Okay, good. <laughs> no uh, Tesla is reportedly inching closer to opening its second New Zealand showrooming in the form of a new site in uh, Nauranga Gorge, Wellington. Uh, reports indicate that the site is set to be large in the brand's sole showroom in Karangapi Road in Auckland, adding that it's scheduled to open in late 2023. Uh, the site will be built on 1 Malvern Road next to the Centennial Highway, part of Stato 1. Uh, the 9,000 square meter site is set to feature a 3,500 square meter showroom. Um, so that's the that's what it looks like there. That's a that's a pretty impressive dealership for a company that kind of indicates they don't have dealerships. Richard, you have any thoughts on on the, you know, this whole move where Tesla seems in New Zealand to kind of be bucking the mm. trend a little bit by, by having these big landmark sites? Well, I'll tell you what, it's a heck of a lot bigger than the building they're in at the moment down Narunga Gorge. I'm not quite sure where they're going to put it. The building they're in at the moment is so narrow that the Tesla logo barely fits on it. So, <laughs> yeah, I'm not so sure if the one they have. This they is have a at the much moment, bigger building. Yeah, I'm not sure if the one they have at the moment is theirs or whether it's kind of a bit of a delivery centre through their delivery partners. But um, yeah. this this certainly does put a stake in the ground, and uh, it's interesting in that you know we're seeing a lot of car dealers actually move away from. Wellington out to the out to the heart, out to the Hutt Valley, and these guys. Well, this isn't Central Wellington. Are certainly uh, sticking close to the centre of town. Um, just to people in the comments and viewers, are there any of you in Wellington that are Tesla owners and pretty excited to have a proper uh, dealership and service centre down there? We'd uh, love to see comments about that. Um, I, I think it's interesting that we've had a lot of companies now come in and say, you know, we can sell these things differently we can use different models around electric vehicles uh, Polestar kind of hinted at that Tesla hinted at that we look at the BYD over in Australia the mess that's going on over there they were very much bullshit about not needing dealers but ultimately they all kind of need dealerships in the end <laughs> I think it's I think it's kind of amusing that uh, that they all head in that direction um, here's another shot of it that is a massive building yeah that's huge I there's a lot of there's not a lot of spare room for real estate down there, so they must be buying other buildings and knocking them down. Well, I mean, this is this is uh, this is kind of sort of greeny brownfields land up in the hills, quite high up. So, um, yeah, mm. it's 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 an impressive investment from uh, Tesla. 
Now, the next bit of news is just we have a bit of a wave of electric vehicles coming in the next uh, year or two. And if we just run through a couple of things we've uh, gone through, you know, we've spoken before here about the fact that Opal's arrived with a couple of electrified options. Uh, we have had in the last week announcements from uh, Volvo with the EX90, the new electrified replacement version of the XC90 coming uh, early 2024 to New Zealand. Um, Audi's confirmed the Audi Q8 e-tron uh, for New Zealand. Uh, Citroen has confirmed that they've got their first plug-in coming uh, to market. And then I think in about two weeks' time, we have the Maxxis Mifa 9, an electric people mover, uh, landing in the market as well. Uh, are there any, any else we've missed there? Anything else you're excited about seeing coming to market, Richard? Yes, and there's the big one that everybody seems to not be talking about in New Zealand, and that's the next-generation Prius. That's been shown off in two days' time. That's got its world, world debut the day after tomorrow, and yet I don't think Toyota wants to talk about it at all in New Zealand. Is it even going to come to New Zealand? I mean, they dropped, well, they, that's they right, dropped exactly. one a while ago. Uh, they're down yeah. to the, um, um, the, the strange little crossover one. Um, the seven-seater, no, five-seater, isn't it? Yeah, it's not yeah, like v, press, press V. Yes, press V. That's it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, interesting. Yeah, I mean, of those ones we talked about there, I mean, what what's catching your your eye? I think I think that. Uh, that uh, EX90 is going to be a really interesting one in that prestige space. Um, that's becoming oh, such a hot property, that, 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 yeah, yeah. that large electric SUV space. Absolutely. And and basically, given the level of autonomy it, um, it has, that's quite exciting, level three. And also, um, but that's a 2024 car for here, I'm pretty sure. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the, the, Volvo New Zealand's uh, local agent saying that uh, early 2024 for that. So yeah, the, and that's the Volvo. price, obviously, everyone's speculating on price and looking at US market prices and UK market prices and all sorts, trying to work out how, it's, how much it's going to cost here. I mean, you know where the current XC90 is, it's going to be a lot more than that car. Yeah, yeah. There's the uh, the Audi Q8, which um, yeah. I just suspect will do well because you slap an Audi badge on a big SUV and it seems to shuffle well, out the yeah. door at a... It's a facelift of the e-tron, but, and they've just used yeah. the Q8. They've just merged the two badges, which is a great idea because Q8's a really strong badge. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then we have the Citroen plug-in hybrid. It's uh, it's interesting. Mm. I was uh, having a chat with someone today about uh, Stellantis and and the number of uh, vehicles they've got coming uh, in this in this space, and um, it's going to be interesting to see how they deal with the fact that so many of these cars are quite alike they're very similar in technology how do you compare them for pricing um things like the minefield of how do you price the fiat 500e against the the corsair or or the peugeot 208 when fundamentally they're the same car underneath it's um it's such a tricky thing but i guess good that those those brands are uh, able to bring so many vehicles uh to new zealand um the one i'm excited about is this yeah. i'm not sure necessarily sure this is the face we're getting but I think that whatever you think of Chinese cars, this one again is going to be a little bit of a groundbreaker in New Zealand uh, in regards to certainly, you know, demand. You know, a lot of people ask for those seven seat uh, electric vehicles, or I think you're actually going to get an, an eight seat of this eventually. Um, yeah, next year they're doing the eight seater, I think. Yeah. yeah. It, but it's going to be really interesting to see how it's priced because 
I can't see that vehicle with the battery in it. I think it's a 90 or 100 kilowatt hour battery getting in under the $80,000 limit. Um, hmm. Not sure if you've had any thoughts about where they might, what, what kind of label they oh, stick on that. But I don't know. Um, the only thing I suspect we're going to see is that is not that frontage. I think we're going to see the old EV look, which is unfortunately the big Cascade grill. I like I like that Maxxis look. I think that looks really good. Yeah. yeah. Even on the electric, but maybe you, you know, know something different than on the I electric. Do. <clears throat> I don't. No, no. This is just a, a, a photo I uh, I grabbed at the last minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah. Just uh, people uh, watching. What are your thoughts on the uh, the look of the the Mifa and and who wants a big, booty electric people mover? I do. I do. <laughs> lots, of, lots of people. <laughs> I love it. I love a good people mover. Uh, yeah, like we, I, I love the little SUVs that we've got and we drive around in. But uh, we, every time I end up with a big peop, uh, people mover um, or big SUV with three rows and stuff to drive around in, it, it's just so much easier for them to try. Absolutely, to try electric to... offers a really good comeback time for people movers because flat floors. You mm. know, they they're just brilliant for that. Yeah, you don't need to have a all-wheel drive attitude with the thing at all. You just need space, and these things give you lots of space. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's uh, Yeah, so that's going to be exciting. So that launches on, I think, the 23rd of this month. Though, they, I know they launched in Australia, and they've only launched the petrol one initially. So an interesting split here. Australia, they launched petrol initially, and the electric's coming. In New Zealand, I think we, they've specifically said that they're uh, launching the uh, electric one here. So I'm not sure if we'll get the petrol. So we will see. Um, over in the comments, Trisha says, speaking of new models, I'm surprised the ID4 is coming in under $80,000. Uh, I am too. And, and w one of the things I was speaking to an analyst the other day who that they thought, found it interesting was that that's actually, I think, the fifth model up in the ID4 range. So they potentially didn't actually have to try that hard to get that price. Um, and the question is, why are they not bringing in stuff that could be a little bit cheaper? Um, but I, my theory on that is, and, and you may have some thoughts, Richard, that they're probably going to have such limited volume that they might as well go for a higher model that appeals to more customers, has a slightly better profit margin in it than necessarily yep. going for something that's cut price, smaller battery. It's, it's really going to come down to what? Yep. In Skoda. Yeah. Bigger lever in Skoda. Yeah. And probably yeah, that's Co right. Cooper, Cooper as well, somewhere as well. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Enyaq is... Uh, is I mean, they haven't. They've confirmed it's coming. They haven't given as many details of Volkswagen, but as Volkswagen, but uh, yeah, definitely, it's it's again. It goes back to that argument with Stellantis when you've these electric cars seem to draw cars a little bit to, closer together in spec and platform and all these kind of things. How do these companies uh, separate that? Uh, yeah. So Ross uh, talking back to the Mifa says only a mother would love that. Um, uh, that's a that's a bit of a mean comment there. Um, I'm not ugly. I mean, ah, I think you're talking about the LDV. Um, it's me, mate. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, Brian says, the Maxxis looks okay with eight seats. It should find plenty of buyers in this part of New Zealand. Which part of New Zealand are you talking, Brian? I can't tell where you're sitting, unfortunately, from, uh, from this level. So, yeah, so that's uh, just some of the stuff coming. It's been super exciting seeing the amount of options that are coming to New Zealand. And, uh, yeah. That's uh, that's it's great to see. Now let's move on to something we have touched on before, and that is the mess in Australia around BYD. 
Now, the BYD operation in New Zealand seems to be ticking along pretty darn well. Uh, they seem to be getting cars out to the market, and uh, that's uh, been ticking over well. In Australia, not so much. They delivered a few cars, and then they had to freeze it. And they tried to gag some media about why, uh, and they pushed customers out a little bit. People had already paid for their cars. It wasn't particularly great. They are now saying they're going to start deliveries again. Uh, BYD 803 EV deliveries have resumed in Australia after being delayed about four weeks due to, the, to, due to a technical compliance issue. An Australian design rule uh, requiring a top tether seat child seat attachment point for the middle rear seat has been fixed, says BYD Australia uh, Importer EV Direct in a customer notice. Uh, the rear centre seat will now be able to use for a child seat with a rear anchorage point available, while the Isofix child seat anchorages in the front passenger seat will be disengaged, meaning no child seat can be used in front of uh, sorry, in the front passenger seat of the vehicle, the notice explains. Now, my understanding is it actually goes further than that. They have actually had to take out or, or deactivate a uh, airbag deactivation switch that was in the front seat. But my bigger concern goes back to uh, the the issue around what EV Direct has done over there. They have the system in Australia, and to a lesser extent, similar to New Zealand, where you have standards to meet, and the company, as a recognised importer, basically self-certifies that they meet those standards. BYD Australia slash EV Direct imported cars and delivered cars uh, that were not compliant. And I would be surprised if they didn't know they weren't compliant. Um, so that is really concerning to me. I mean, have you ever heard of anything like this before? I mean, I know we've had the issue with Honda where they, a couple of brands now, where they've sold cars as four-seaters because they realized they didn't have this set right. But this is, I wouldn't say the word fraud, but it's certainly misleading from uh, EV Direct, isn't it, Richard? Well, I wouldn't like to speculate, uh, but um, <laughs> yeah, it, you've got to be brave going into Australia and not, and not uh, meeting all the legislative requirements in that country. Um, you know, their, their, um, their litigation, well, they're trigger happy in regard to litigation. So, yeah, you know, yeah. just, just ask Toyota. Yep. But anyway, good news that those things are still underway. Now, um, the moment I think a fury here, you are here for uh, is I do have some notes that have come around a few things on BYD. Some we've been picked up from various places. Some we have direct from BYD. Now, the first thing I want to quickly talk about is data. Now, if you are a BYD operator and you're in the comments, tell me if your data is still working in your car, because as some buyers have noted online, their data stopped working uh, last week. I think mine stopped working on Saturday, uh, and I have a bit of an, under an explanation around that, or what I've been told is an explanation around that. So the cars work, so Terry, yeah, you've got no data. Data, data, I'm not sure. Um, another one from Robert, no, no data. So... What, ha what has happened is, and this is my understanding from information I've been given, you've essentially run out of the temporary data that was supplied with your vehicles. As many of you have worked out by now, it was an overseas sim that uh, was supplied in the vehicle. You might get some French advertisements on Spotify or something like that because of uh, where they have, uh, uh, where it's come from. Now, this was a, a holding pattern to get thing cars on the road is my understanding i think they uh, to be honest i think they personally should have explained a little bit better uh, but they are now prepare, preparing to put new sims in the vehicles and i believe that they will uh they will come in and uh 
they'll either, I think they'll do that at service or they'll do that earlier if you ask them to and replace it with a local sim. Uh, my understanding is the first local sims have gone into cars for testing today or in the last couple of days, uh, and they will, yeah, so that system is ready to go. Now, what I have been told, what I've been confirmed from BYD New Zealand is that your two years of free data has not begun. That will not begin until you get the new SIM card in your car. So don't panic. Look, it's not ideal, obviously, but they will be giving you a new SIM and your two years of data will start when that new SIM goes in the car. So it's a bit annoying for now. You can tether for now uh, if you do need to use various things. I guess the only thing that really stops at the moment is Spotify, uh, but that is uh, is coming. So let's just look through these uh, quotes here, the comments here, and see what the, the coverage is. Uh, Andy, uh, his has stopped. Peter, his has stopped. Janice, yours has stopped. Uh, Manuel, uh, it's not since I picked up the car in late October. We haven't been through it yet. Uh, Rob, no data. Uh, Trisha says quite rightly, the SIM card was an orange branded one, so presumably it was on the European Orange Network. Uh, yep. Um, no data for Ben either. Uh, Andy's saying thanks. And Terry, yes, you can hotspot off your phone through Wi-Fi or Bluetooth. Look, it's not ideal, and I stand by the thing. BY, my point, BYD should have said more, but uh, yeah, they are they're getting there. Uh, and hopefully we'll all have those new sims soon, sims soon and you can continue listening to your Joe Rogan or whatever it is you listen to on Spotify uh, as we go. <laughs> so that's some mixed news, but I think ultimately some good stuff out of it. Now, we have a couple of other interesting little tidbits from BYD to show you. So this is the vehicle to load adapter. Now, uh, Someone jumped on the Australian and New Zealand BYD Facebook owners group the other day saying that the New Zealand or that the, the vehicle called load adapter had failed compliance, it wasn't coming, all this kind of stuff, and it simply wasn't true. BYD jumped on social pretty quickly and uh, told you so. But uh, we now actually have pictures of the adapter. Here it is. Uh, so I'm not sure if you guys can see that uh, on the resolution on your screens, but it does say on it that it's uh, it's splash proof. Um, so it does have some weather resistance. My understanding of the situation is, is that the cars were supplied with units from China, which are being handed out with the cars in Australia, but they had no weatherproofing. Uh, they were basically a household plug board attached to a, uh, a type two cord. Um, and, New Zealand realized that that obviously wasn't going to fly with WorkSafe, and so they've had these ones uh, assembled, and they are two New Zealand safety standards. I think it's a pretty cool unit. Um, I think this, Richard's probably the first one issued with more than one PowerPoint on it in New Zealand. As far as I know, yeah. I've never seen one with more than one. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. impressive. Um, I think it's pretty cool that they've put quite a bit of a lead on it too because uh, that means if you are camping or so forth, you can be a little bit away from the car. Or my thought too was it actually means you can pull it in through the window and use it inside the car. Um, it's a cool thing. It's got an exterior on-off button. Uh, yeah, it's a, I think it's a good-looking looking unit. Um, 
I understand that they are on the ship on their way to New Zealand now, so they won't be too far away, though you can never tell uh, with uh, shipping these days, both for cars and for the devices that uh, you add with them. So, uh, yeah, so that's something really exciting to wait for, wait, uh, look forward to. Uh, I suspect you should all have those by the, the time you go in for your first service uh, and uh, be interesting to see what you do with them. Um, I know there is a unit that has been given out to a few media to test so far and people have charged e-scooters and cooked meals on them and so on and so forth. Um, do you think these like vehicle load adapters are becoming almost a, a must-have accessory with EVs? We've seen Hyundai and Kia have put them out. Do you think uh, people are really keen to see this option to use the power in the battery a bit more, Richard? No, I think people just like to say they've got one. That's a bit of a fad, <laughs> isn't it? I mean, you know... <laughs> I guess, you know, they'll say, yeah, look what I've got. And But it'll be interesting to see how often they really use it. I mean, I guess if you're running a, an electric bike and you need to charge it up again off your car, that's a good way of doing it. Um, yeah. Sure. I can't think of many other practical applications with a BYD Atho that you'd use it for. Um, you know, if it was a serious off-road vehicle, then yeah, sure. You could see it being used a lot more. I guess mm. people must have a cup of tea when they're driving off to the beach. Mm, yep mm, it's great mm. yeah what are what are you guys in the what are you guys in the comments going to use your one for when it arrives let's uh run through the comments on this uh trisha i have no idea how long the lead is i guess you could kind of guess it's a few meters long from looking at that coil there but i'm not sure i can really measure it uh with my eyes uh rob can't wait to try it out uh oliver could be very handy this summer um ross uh, I'll have to think what two things I will use with mine. Terry, I have an electric pole and a long driveway to prune. Yeah, lifestyle block owners might find it handy for that reason. Um, <laughs> Clint says a four-port board and a six-port board. Uh, uh, Trisha says hedge trimmer. Uh, and Paul O'Connor says, I don't see the point in the things. Fair enough, Paul. Uh, and uh, Peter says leaf charging. Well, that's, <laughs> that's true. That's true. That's, that's true. That's a good. That's actually a good idea. Yeah, yeah. A forty yeah. kilowatt leaf. Uh, and uh, someone's saying Robert was making us coffees off his at the Mangakino Lake Hop. Yeah, I guess you could take an espresso machine with you and uh, and, and use that. Um, Brian says it will be handy for rescuing another EV. Give them a quick granny charge. I am actually very excited to get it at my house because I live in the so the middle of nowhere but a rural community or a beachside community and we get power cuts a lot and because we're on tank water the second the power goes out we can't run the pump and i've had a look and i do believe that this is going to be able to run my pump which means that i can still have water and probably internet when the uh, when the power goes out so that to me is pretty appealing um yeah it's uh, i think it, i think it has some uses um Terry says, the EVC has to not check the earth, but you can plug one in. Okay, that's probably something technical about charging another car. Uh, and uh, Terry mm. says, the BYD one won't work on it. I'm guessing he means the BYD granny cable. Campbell says, uh, making pina coladas in my blender at the beach, then put on a hot heater because I'll be too wasted to drive. Okay. Uh, CJ says, the odd power cut and... Clint says, uh, Ed powered Samoan flag by England. Uh, um, 
Not, none of these answers are great. Just to be clear, Richard, these answers are really yeah, intriguing. Uh, yeah, Lincoln says electric blanket. Clint says LED. So yeah, LED summer on flag, right? Okay. Uh, Mark says great coffees from that Ionic Five. Yeah, because the Ionic Five has uh, has that too. Uh, Marcus is with me. Power cut backup. And uh, Brian says I understand that some cheap ass AliExpress EVSEs do not check for unearth. Well, there you go. That's uh, that's handy information for all of us. Um, now, that is not all of our BYD tidbits for the night. There is more. Uh, sorry, Richard, we will get to Takara of the Year very soon, I promise you. It's fine. <laughs> now, we have, we have been given some screenshots of the upcoming BYD app. This is the only place you guys are going to see them for now, so uh, enjoy them. Um it is. It looks a bit like the Tesla one. If we remember, you've probably used the Tesla app, Richard. That it looks a bit similar. Looks a bit like the Mercedes one, actually. Yeah, yeah, no, a little bit. That's probably true too. Mm. Yeah. So, so you've got uh, obviously some uh, functions there. You've got the ability to to turn on the vehicle to run the AC and uh, unlock the doors mm. and windows. I, I'm not sure from if I'm looking at it right, but it looks like the roof potentially could have some control as well. Tire pressure, though I'm not entirely sure why you need to see the tire pressure through the app when you're away from the car. Uh, yeah, so you will be able to remotely start the car and pre-charge it and pre-cool it, which is uh, really cool. Uh, we haven't got any great exact details about what's going on, what the exact features are going to be, just the screenshots, but um, it's looking fairly comprehensive, uh, at least more so than I was expecting to start. I was kind of expecting lock, unlock, and see how much battery you've got. But that looks a little more developed than I was expecting, and I, I think that's probably a good thing. So, uh, yeah, uh, that is what you will be getting in the next month or two on your phone, hopefully, if you do have a BYD. Um, again, uh, Clint's with me. Uh, oh, that looks way better than I thought it would. Uh, Terry, uh, middle pick clearly shows the flying car mode. <sighs> Trisha looks similar to the MG app. Uh, it's true. The iSmart one, yep. Uh, Andy, exciting stuff. Uh, Romeo, I'm looking forward to the app. And Mark says that car is very flat. Maybe they put too much weight on the tow bar, Mark. Um, yeah, who knows. Uh, yeah, so that app, that is coming. There are a heck of a lot more BYDs, and, it's, and I'll, I'll speak more broadly, uh, Chinese electric vehicles arriving in the next month. Uh, well, very, very soon. Uh, I had some kind of um, updated numbers through our uh, sources today. There are landing at the moment in Auckland. If you wander down the port and have a look, there are, uh, where's the numbers? Uh, I think about just short of 2,000, a few cars short of 2,000 Teslas landing in this shipment. Uh, there's uh, just short of a thousand BYDs landing, uh, and 500 MGs. Though not all those are, are electric, and similarly there are some LDVs, electric LDVs arriving on the wharf at the moment as well. So a lot of EVs landing at the moment. Uh, sure, it goes ups and down, uh, up and down depending on what ship is coming in, but so many more arriving. We'll just cover off the last couple of comments, and then we'll shift it, go to the next item. Uh, CJ says, uh, is that the drone setting? It's the tire pressure, guys. It's the tire pressure. Uh, does it change color in accordance with you to your car color? Uh, 
interesting question i don't know yet um and zero kpa because it's flying it's the tire pressure people <laughs> can't all be canadians can't all be comedians right now let's move on to the reason you are here tolerating these guys richard and that is the new zealand car of the year now Terrific. a bit of con a, a bit of context to uh, to people uh i have had a bit of history with the new zealand car of the year myself uh Richard was actually the person who's come in and stepped in after me as the president of the New Zealand Motoring Rides Guild. So while we're going to discuss it with him in the current role, I do know a little bit about it. So um, we'll try not to make it uh, too much of a in-house discussion and, and hopefully give uh, everyone a bit of insight about, uh, about what is actually going on. But they have announced the top 10. Well, it's traditionally 12. a top 10. This mm -hmm. year it's a top 12. Too much awesomeness out there. Uh, for the New Zealand Car of the Year. And there are a lot of electric vehicles. So if I put up this wonderful graphic that includes a few photos that are, appeared in, uh, in uh, EVs and Beyond magazine, the finalists, well, the electric finalists are the BMW iX, the BYD 803, the Kia EV6, uh, the Mercedes-Benz AMG EQS 53, the Polestar 2, and the Tesla Model Y, and then we have plug-in hybrids uh, in the well, vehicles with plug-in hybrid options, I should say, uh, in the Mitsubishi Outlander, the Mercedes-Benz C-Class, and the Lexus NX. Um, the there are three other vehicles, three other vehicles in that top twelve. Yep. The Ford Everest, the Hyundai i20N, and the Kia Sportage. And I feel like we're I'm not sure if it's has happened or not yet is there a plug-in hybrid version of the sportage yet it hasn't, it yet. hasn't turned up yet uh, turned yeah up yet. yeah it hasn't turned up yet yeah we yeah. checked we checked yeah so um look richard to start off with can you just tell us a little bit about the new zealand car there a little bit of its history and, and how we've come to this list of of 12 uh, vehicles uh, so the history of new zealand car of the year is illustrious and long-standing it started in 1988 it was the first one that was handed out, and we've done it annually ever since. Um, so you can count up how many that is. Um, and basically, it's um, it's always run on the same sort of guidelines. Um, there's um, there's quite a bit of consideration of cars in a very broad remit, um, but much more than just price and everything else like that. We we look at um, oh the criteria. If you want me to go through them, is you know, how a vehicle performs in its intended role, um, the styling, obviously, the interior design and the accommodation of a vehicle, fit and finish and quality, um, the dynamic sides, uh, ride and refinement performance, uh, the road holding and handling. Um, then you go into things like value for money and the active and passive safety and also um, environmental responsibility. So there's a lot to think course? about. That last one probably favours the EVs a little bit as well. Well, yes and no. I mean, yes, it does when an EV is on, on the road and in, in, in ownership, but not so much when an EV has been built, obviously. Mm -hmm. so, always, always, always the balance there. Um, yes, there is. Look, this isn't the first first year that uh, electric vehicles have been in the car of the year. They've had quite a bit of an impact over the last few years. Yes, they years, have. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yep, yep. yep. Um, if people want to, if they want to have a look at the New Zealand Motoring Writers Guild uh, website, they can see all the previous winners. But um, since 2015, uh, the first um, electrified car that was awarded was uh, BMW i3, and that was in its 
range extender format. So it wasn't an electric car. Um, you know, that, that motor doesn't run the wheels directly. Um, and um, since then, it's um, gone to Jaguar I-Pace uh, in 2019, uh, EQC in 2020, the Mercedes. Um, and then, well, well um, this year, um, we, um, we went again. So it'll be really interesting. The, oh, sorry, the current, the current car, of course, is the Ionic 5. So... Um, yeah, I mean, you know, we recognise electric has obviously made a huge impact on the market. It's forward, we're forward-thinking people, um, and um, it's the future. Mm-hmm. Is it is it hard for a non-electric car to win the award these days? I mean, no, I don't believe so. It's certainly, certainly, um, if you've if you've, for instance. And I'm just plucking it out as an example. I'm certainly not favouring it any more than any of the others. Uh, so if you drive something like an i20N, you get pretty excited by that car. Um, the engineering and the technology of that car um, is pretty phenomenal. I mean, it's very much a mirror of what the what Hyundai do and with their WRC car as best they can for the road. Um, and um, again, Everest. I've I've driven Everest in Australia already. I mean, that that impressed me as quite a big leap forward over the previous one. Um, I don't know. I mean, we'll just have to wait and see. Um, the one thing about New Zealand car there, as you know, is that you, you you've got to be pretty brave to pick in advance what you think is going to win it. Because I've tried in past years and never quite. I don't think I've ever got it right. I've, right. I've, I've you know. Yeah, having seen the inside of it for the last you know, yep, three or four exactly. years as secretary and then president, uh, yep. I, I don't think I picked any, any at all ever, in any of those years. And um, it was such a, an interesting thing to see the way things added up and when you break things down and separate them out into their various categories of, uh, of items. Uh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, we've been a, well. We could be accused of being a little bit eclectic over the years. In fact, I mean, we've we've in the and certainly we don't just favour expensive cars. There's, there's there's if you look at the 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 background to the award, you'll see that it's it's gone to everything from. I mean, in 1993, it went to a Citroen ZX. Um, it's been to a Toyota uh, Corona. It's it's been to um, Mazda two um, and Mazda three. Um, it's been to Focus and Fiesta. Um, you know, MX5's won it twice, um, and, and it's different gen- in different generations. Um, you know, the Ford Mondeo's won it. Mm. Uh, on the other hand, so is Lexus LS. Um, when when that car first came out, the LS400, the original in 1991. Um, and I think, um, oh, Commodore's won it. You know, we, mm. we tend to, we, Cayman's won it, uh, Porsche. Um, that's probably one of the more high-end winners, um, and I guess um, you know EQC again is, is is a slightly more expensive example. Um, mm. You know, I mean, you, when you look at the technologies of all these cars, and, and especially in the past year, it's been pretty phenomenal. I, I, you could obviously say that if you look, you know, a three hundred and ten thousand dollar car like a Mercedes AMG EQS fifty three. Well, you know. It's going to be good because you're paying three hundred and ten thousand dollars for it. On the other hand, if you compare that car to any other car in that very elite sector at the moment, it's just absolutely mind-blowing. Blowing some of the technology in that car—it's technology we've never seen before on the road, you know. Mm-hmm. And so you've got to consider these things. 
Yeah. Hmm. Now, you get the odd person that'll run around. I'm surprised it hasn't been in the comments now saying that, you know, all media is bought by the advertisers that are in it and so forth. Can you talk to the independents of the Guild of Water? You just explain oh, how totally. it's different from others. Well, um, there's just no commercial influence at all. Simple as that. Um, you know, we just um, we just we we just are all independent writers. We we should all. I'd like to think that every member of the guild is is writing with a thought to the consumer first and foremost. Um, certainly, that's that's my impetus for writing, and um, it's all without fear or favour. We're we you know it's the old journalist credo, and we take that very seriously. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the, the car companies basically pay for no part of the process other than supplying the vehicles to the absolutely, yes, absolutely, for, for yep. the base of testing. Yep, mm-hmm. we ask them to provide the cars. Um, we've got 20 judges um, this year and uh, we have a percentage that we need to um, ask to meet a minimum count of, of judges to make sure that we get a fair and... Um, accurate response and you know that means that 14 or more of those people have to have driven those cars in many cases those cars have been some of those cars have been circulating for months anyway and quite a few of us have driven them already we don't ask for them back again um we we just base our judgments on on the time we spent with them for for road test and a road test is um conducted over five to seven days and it's um well you know you've done it yourself it can be mm-hmm. pretty comprehensive you end up with a notebook full of facts and figures and hope like heck you don't lose it when you go looking for yeah. 11 months down the road yeah. yeah it's not some pressure situation where you take the cars out for a you know 10 cars out for a day and drive Absolutely. a few laps around a no. track and a, and a set course it's no it's, i've been uh, involved in those doing before the shopping and, and yeah 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 they're, they're too hard yeah so i mean we don't we don't speak to the other awards that are out there we're the new zealand car of the year we've held that title since 1988 um it's you everyone's aware that it's now attached with another award conducted by another some other organizations we can't do anything about that unfortunately we just have to wear that but ours is the new zealand car of the year and we're proud to have it mm-hmm. uh we're just going to ask a couple of ask a couple of questions from the crowd here uh when is it announced okay so we're announcing that in um in early february um, we wanted to give it, as we did for the previous year, um, COVID obviously it held up um, some g- g- releases of product in this country, so we wanted to give them a full calendar year. And how was it announced? I mean, what's the Well, we're, once again, because um, um, a previous president of the Guild, um, looking remarkably like you, Richard, did a fantastic job in arranging... Um, in association with um, Television New Zealand Seven Sharp, so well, ride on your coattails, and um, that's how we'll do it again. <laughs> it so you got the door open effort. there. Well, look, yeah, I mean, yeah, but you did a lot of the hard work there, and we have to acknowledge that. Uh, Trisha asks, "Who are the twenty judges?" Right. Okay. Well, I, I don't really, we don't necessarily need the names. Have, we could give well, names. I'm a little bit, around. I'm a little bit, I guess the I'm nature a bit of the worried beast. Worried by that? Yeah. Well, are you going to, <laughs> yeah, I would like to think they're going to be stalked. Um, <laughs> so the two, well, the twenty judges are, 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 are journalists from throughout the country. Um, some of them are involved in print. Some of them, like me, are involved predominantly now in the online. Um, one of them has um, some radio experience. Um, yeah. 
but basically um we we have a judge and uh, well we we span the whole country from northland down to otago uh, and uh, yeah, uh, Trisha's just kind of added in there, February 2020. Yeah, sorry, yes. Yeah. Um, let's uh, let's run through the EV funnel. It's, it, it is. We don't want to. We don't dismiss the other cars. Let's be clear. But this is an EV an EV live stream. So we did mention them, but uh, we'll focus on that. the uh, the BMW iX. That's a that's a really interesting vehicle. I drove the M60 version of that last week it's a it's a little bit genre busting isn't it i mean it's a sort of an suv sort of a wagon sort of yeah it's, a, it's an interesting one but phenomenal performance amazing technology i mean the fact they've taken that concept from the original i3 and continued that composite construction uh yeah that's uh that's such a such a cool vehicle um the tesla model y um that's uh, obviously just an absolute phenomenal sales success. Um, a lot of uh, a lot aligned with the Model Three, which of course I think uh, was a was a was in for the running last year, last year or the year before. I'm trying to think, year before. Uh, two um, years ago, I think it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, the Polestar Two, obviously, that uh, was launched uh, late last year and has uh, made a few waves around the place. That's a. Um, a I've got to stop calling it a Chinese Volvo. <laughs> well, all, 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 all Volvos, are, except for one, come from China now anyway, so it's not yeah. entirely... Um... Yeah. The uh, the BYD 803, which obviously we've talked about enough, a lot about a lot tonight, uh, the uh, Kia EV6, which I'm driving at the moment, that is a phenomenal car, um, obviously closely related to the, uh, the Hyundai Ionic 5, but mm. I am just amazed at how much separation they've managed to get out of those two cars while sharing certain elements uh the uh and that mercedes amg eqs 53 i've driven that it is crazy that is a very cool car it is very expensive but mm. i've i've kind of been interested with that car to see coming through overseas i'm, I'm trying to recall if we're going to see some of them here some of the more um and uh, such a hard term to use entry level models <laughs> based off that technology sure. and off that platform um uh yeah the, the context of that people is that when the bmw e q sorry no the, the mercedes-benz eqc won the award i got hauled over the call calls by some people on social media for uh suggesting that it whether the term was affordable or value or something along those lines oh, right. what i meant mm. was that it was no more it wasn't that much more expensive than the performance options of the same vehicle uh but in petrol form basically um so I, i'm so careful you gotta be so careful in that job about how you talk about value and that kind of thing around oh absolutely around i mean the one vehicles. thing the one th the one thing that is worth always bearing in mind with mercedes is they are inevitably one of the the brand that leads with technology they generally mm -hmm. are the bravest in introducing new technology, and that technology always filters through to the mainstream. Look at ABS; mm -hmm. it's just one yeah. example on air. You know, yeah, they start. They um, started the ABS trend. Yeah, mm, mm, yeah, yeah. And 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 uh, look, running through the, the 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 others here. I mean, let's not forget the uh, the Mitsubishi Outlander. I mean, the Mitsubishi Outlander has probably introduced New Zealanders to vehicles with a plug more pretty much more than any other model except maybe the nissan leaf that has just been such an impactful model on the market 
Uh, and the Mercedes-Benz uh, C-Class, the plug-in hybrid model from that is, I would say it's more of a plug-in hybrid plus, and that it does over 100 kilometers uh, in yeah. electric mode, which is, again, just showing that's, that's some pretty cool technology doing that. Um, so, yeah. Look, has anyone got any last questions for Richard before we uh, let him get back to his evening? Uh, Tricia has a comment here. Uh, the Addo 3 would score the most points in the value for money criteria for sure. Well, yes and no. I guess it depends. I mean, argue if you're a performance purist, you could argue the Hyundai i20N offers a lot of value or a lot of performance for the money by the same token. Um, or that... You know, the Tesla Model 3 for its price offers a lot of technology as well. Uh, yeah, it's it's that's mm. not necessarily an easy uh, calculation to make, I would have thought, uh, Richard. And anyway, it's just one of one of a number of criteria. Um, mm. Yeah, value is always a, a tricky one to um, think about. Um, you mm. know, this is what I mean. As you know, um, when you're deciding this and when you're actually putting pen to paper to, to actually set out your scores, it's not a matter of a moment. It can take days, if not. Sometimes it takes weeks to work out exactly just where you're heading with this. And then you then you can surprise yourself with, with your results. You know, it takes, me, it takes me It takes me all year because I actually start yeah, well, there you go. scoring yep. cards yes. as I... Right. Yeah, yeah. Mm. Just something we adv- I advise members to do a while ago. It, it does help to just yep. I score pretty much everything and then see how I go. Absolutely. Help, helps when yeah, you're yeah. on the panel doing the top 10 as well. Uh, Terry much. says, and, and, and this is a really good point um, that we need to make clear because we had ah, a right. lot of comments about this previous years. Yeah. yeah. So um, these have to be cars that are released brand new in the, in, the, in the calendar year. So Model 3 obviously doesn't count because Model 3 is not a new release for this year. Model Y is the new release for this year. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and Terry, and, the Model... You know... Yeah. The Model sorry, 3 got a go. run at the award two years ago. Uh, it was in the yep. 2020 running of the of the event. Uh, and uh, it was not successful that year, but it was given a fair run by uh, by everyone. And, um, yeah, it was... I actually think it was quite impressive for Tesla that... And, and I think a good nod to the... To the gravitas of the award that you know tesla doesn't necessarily globally engage with media on a significant level but they oh. have in that year and in this year put real effort into getting the vehicle around uh new zealand journalists uh to be considered for the award yeah and we've certainly put effort into ensuring that they will because you know we don't want to have a situation where you know a car doesn't um, get to enough judges for it to be voted we don't want to have vote, wasted votes so we put a lot of effort into that and we're satisfied that the 12 cars that will be judged uh will, will are going in for judging will all be judged fairly yeah no. yeah exactly uh romeo says i bought the 803 as it was value for money and even at the low new price it still is at a similarly price to an ice vehicle which does not have the same features of that of the 803. It's good that you're happy with your purchase, Romeo. Uh, and yeah. Terry says, uh, Model 3 isn't really following a model life year trajectory, more a continuous improvement model. Um, well, I don't necessarily agree with that, Terry, and, and you've got to look at comparison to other vehicles out there. So the Mitsubishi Outlander, the previous model, was around for over a decade, and it was continuously updated through its life as well. I would suggest sure. there'll be a new Model 3 before 10 years is up. In fact, probably less than 10 years. So it's not particularly special in that respect um 
Trisha says, Richard, where can one see or drive a Mercedes AMG <laughs> one? A Mercedes AMG one. Well, well, they haven't actually put that into build yet. There's only just the there's well, there's several of them. I know there's the one that's just set the yeah. the, 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 the lap record of the Nurburgring. Um, probably, I'd say at the Gill Trap um, in time. Probably at the Gill Trap franchise, but. Um, do they bring it around the world? Well, um, I think that's a capped car too, isn't it? That's 500 units, I think, that car for memory. I th- sure they I will. I'm sure somebody I, I here think, will buy one. I think I saw today that it was going to basically be Europe and maybe the Middle East only. There's some countries where they can't sell it. They can't sell it in the yeah. States, for instance. Yeah. 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 Um, part of that being that it has a... Well, I think you get to drive your Mercedes AMG one away from the dealership. You don't act, you, you you basically have a trail of paid mechanics following you because it is a Formula One drivetrain. Um, it certainly it's, is. Uh, yeah, I believe. Yeah. I believe these. One of the stories I read was finicky, but uh, I think that's that's someone taking a leap that's beyond that. I'm sure it is detuned to be at least some way reliable but uh yeah that that is a very very cool car element of electrification to it um yeah, yeah i not sure uh perhaps a trip uh, a holiday to europe might be the best way to do that trisha um and yeah <laughs> stuttgart i guess <laughs> No, no. But certainly you can. But certainly you can see EQS AMG fifty threes. There's been a quite a number of those being bought in. Yeah, you can, you can, and yeah, I've driven it. Very cool car, and again, we've got more cars coming off that Mercedes line of technology that are going to be so cool. Uh, so look uh, that is that's uh, awesome. Thank you so much, Richard, for coming and joining us uh, today. Thanks for inviting me. New New Zealand Car of the Year, Um, and uh, yeah, look. Good luck to all the vehicles involved. Um, I'm sure there's some people here who have their favourites picked out already, and um, Terry seems to want the Tesla Model Three sounds to win. Like it. Mm. <laughs> I thought he said I thought he said Model T because that that was exactly the same thinking that occurred with the Ford Model T during its year. It was always continuous improvement. They changed it every year, yes. but it was still the same yes. car. Yeah. Yes, but uh, that's kind of every car, isn't it? Every yeah. car gets a model life you know. tweak each year to keep it selling so, yeah absolutely yeah. who knows i i don't think yeah i don't think tesla's that special in that perspective well uh yeah they're uh who knows who knows anyway uh look uh, thank you everyone thank you everyone for joining us great to see the numbers here tonight uh exciting that uh maybe next month there'll be another seven or eight hundred odd byd owners and tesla owners turning up to watch along and comment uh don't forget, hang around the EVs and Beyond Facebook page to uh, see more content from us. Also, jump over to the EVs and on YouTube, EVs and Beyond Beyond YouTube channel, and go and check out that uh, EQB review video. It is really good. Uh, we have one coming out in the next couple of days. A second video, no, third video, on the BYD Addo three from our uh, long term run with that. And uh, yeah, we'll uh, see you around. Thanks to Richard Bosterman. Uh, Trisha says thanks, Richard. Uh, thanks uh, Trisha we were yeah no worries at all we'll uh, see everyone next week